Hello, this is Pastor Kong Hee. I want to thank you for joining us on our podcast. I pray that you'll be blessed in Christ, encouraged by the Word, and experience an encounter with God. Remember, knowing God and being known by Him is the greatest pursuit of life. Enjoy the message. Satan is the accuser of our brethren. He accuses us before God day and night. His purpose is to bring us under guilt and condemnation. You are not good enough, repentant enough. You have not done enough. You have failed too many times. God will not forgive you anymore. He will judge you, curse you, condemn you. He will not be good to you because you are not good enough for Him. So Satan wants to shipwreck our faith in our justification to make us doubt our righteous standing before God. Now, whenever we sin, the devil condemns, but the Holy Spirit convicts. And there is a very big difference between conviction and condemnation. When the Holy Spirit convicts, He's very specific and precise. He tells us clearly where we have gone wrong so that we can bring it to God in confession and repent from it. He also gives us the assurance that we are loved and that God forgives and He wants to change us. But when Satan condemns, there's a heavy, heavy sense of guilt that cannot be lifted away. A sense of unworthiness and inferiority complex dominates us. There's a feeling of isolation, rejection, and our self-esteem is lowered. We lose confidence towards God that He truly loves us, forgives us, and delights in us. And we feel miserable. We don't want to pray. We don't want to praise. We stop believing God in His promises to bless us, heal us, and provide for us. Conviction leads us to repentance, but condemnation leads us to despair. But there's a way out. Revelation 12 says, And they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. So how can we have victory over Satan's constant accusation and condemnation? We overcome him through three means, our cleansing, our confession, and our courage. Number one, our cleansing. We overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb. Although Jesus has won the complete victory over Satan on the cross, the devil has yet to concede defeat. But he knows he's sailing a sinking ship. He's ruling a doomed domain. The blood is a constant reminder to Satan and to us that our sins have been completely redeemed, forgiven, and cleansed on the cross. The blood declares that we are now justified and made right with God. No matter what we have done, how far we have fallen, the blood declares that we now have a righteous standing with our Father. The blood also breaks the bondage of sin over us. Not only is the penalty of sin forgiven, the power of sin is broken. Every bad habit and addiction has no more hold in our lives. The blood totally overcomes Satan's accusations that we are hopeless or worthless. There is no more sting in his attacks because the blood is the powerful reminder that we are redeemed, forgiven, cleansed, accepted, adopted, justified, sanctified, and delivered in Christ. The devil cannot bring us under condemnation again. Now, it is very important 
that we don't treat the blood of Jesus in a superstitious way. It's not a magic potion. Nor is it the literal blood of Christ literally applied on us that saves or cleanses. If that were so, then the Roman soldiers who crucified him, who were splendid with his blood, would have been automatically saved, right? No, it is our faith in Jesus' finished work on the cross that saves us. Similarly, we mustn't treat the elements of the Holy Communion in a superstitious way. In and of themselves, there is nothing magical in them to ward away bad luck, evil spirits, or curses. The Lord's Supper is not a ritual for good fortune. It is our faith in Jesus' finished work on the cross, acknowledged and memorialized in the Holy Communion that makes the grace of God effective in our lives. Now, number two, our confession. We overcome Satan by the word of our testimony. When we confess and declare and speak forth by faith, what the word of God says concerning what the blood has done, tremendous power is released. We must speak the victory of Christ in our meditation, conversation, confession, petition, and adoration. By the blood of Jesus, I am redeemed. I am forgiven. I am cleansed, accepted, adopted, justified, and sanctified. When Jesus died, I died with Him. When He was buried, I was buried. When He was raised, I was raised. When Jesus ascended, I ascended with Him. When Jesus was enthroned, I have been seated with Him in the heavenly places. I am now a king and priest unto the Lord. Each time we confess the victory of Christ, Satan must back down. Again, when we declare the blood of Jesus in spiritual warfare, it is not a Christian abracadabra, as if chanting, oh, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, will keep Satan away like garlic could keep vampires away. No, no, no. It is our understanding and illumination of the word, our faith in what Christ has done on the cross for us, that when we declare it aloud, Satan, the accuser, is rendered powerless. Number three, our courage. We overcome Satan when we do not love our lives in the face of death. Many people are so afraid to die. I mean, we Christians, we sing about heaven, but it's the last place we really want to go. When there is fear, Satan has a hold on us. But if we can love Jesus more than life itself, more than the comfort it brings, the success, the security it provides, and the pleasure, then we can easily and willingly lay it down. Then when we are threatened with death, we'll say, it's okay, because I'm going to be with Jesus anyway. When we have this kind of courage, we'll have victory over Satan every time, because whatever he says or does will not bother us. So how do we overcome the accuser of our brethren by our cleansing, our confession, and our courage.